0: find that the genital mutilation community is almost entirely religious, that the suicide murder community is almost entirely religious, that the decision to teach students stultifying nonsense about creationism instead of evolution in the biology lesson is entirely theocratic. Welcome to the Antitheist Atheist podcast, where every week we feature prominent speakers with their arguments against religion. This season, each episode is showcasing opening speeches and religious debates with Christopher Hitchens. Today, we feature Christopher's opening remarks debating Dinesh D'Souza and Dennis Prager, recorded May 1st, 2008. Hitch explains how, in a sense, religion poisons everything. He then goes into what might now be known as Christopher's challenge, propose the right action or statement made by a believer that could not have been made by a non-believer. Christopher finishes highlighting the indifference shown to man with the gullible belief that divine intervention in human history only occurred so recently. Without any further throat clearing, here is the opening speech from Christopher Hitchens. There's there's always a danger of hucksterism if you have a provocative subtitle to a book you may write, such as the subtitle of my own most recent book, uh, which says, after announcing that God is not great, that um, it's about how religion poisons everything. And people have asked me, you mean everything, as in chess, as in male sexuality, uh, whatever the topic might be. The answer I give is, in a sense, yes, because religion the religious uh, cult attacks us in our deepest integrity and morality. It says of us what it accuses atheists of saying, that we are nothing really but animals, fearful, naked, bare, forked creatures, who without divine permission, without the permission, in other words, of a supernatural dictatorship, a celestial North Korea, wouldn't know right from wrong. Wouldn't be able to make a moral stand, or, or announce a moral difference, or do the right thing, or elect to recommend that the right thing be done. Without, without supernatural guidance, we wouldn't know how to do that. In other words, it, it takes away our most basic, essential integrity, or attempts to do so. In other words, yes, there's nothing that that doesn't poison or doesn't threaten to poison. So that would be my opening. Proposition I've, I have evolved two brief challenges uh, based on this argument, which is, in my view, the core argument of the religious and the believers and i 'll just briefly share them with you i 've tried this now in print in person, in public, on the radio, on the television, and in and numerous other forums, and i haven 't yet had a decent answer, but maybe tonight will be the night I am unhorsed. Um, you have to propose a right action committed or a morally right statement made by a believer uh, that could not have been made or performed or uttered by a non-believer. That's all you have to do. No one's been able to do it yet, but you are welcome to try and if you succeed, then I'll tell you what the prize is, but not before. And then there's a corollary challenge, which is this. Can you imagine or can you think of a wicked action undertaken or a wicked statement made By a believer because of their belief that would not be attributable to an unbeliever and you've already thought of one of those haven't you and Before you're much older you'll have thought of another wicked thing that has been done precisely and only because of faith or, or an awful Statement made I'm not even going to specify you've already thought of one everyone Can do that no one has any difficulty while you ponder that um, I feel I should Add that the gravamen of the case against religion also depends upon its being our first and that's to its credit. But for that reason also our worst attempt at an explanation of our lives, our ethics, our being, our nature. Uh, religion is what we came up with in as a matter of um, philosophy as a matter of climatology, as a matter of uh, seismology, as a matter of cosmology, as a matter of philosophy, all of these things when we didn't know very much, when we were in our fearful infancy, when we didn't know that we lived on a cooling planet with cracks in its crust that would lead to catastrophic events, when we did not know that diseases were spread by germs rather than by devils or by demons, when we didn't know that our planet was spherical when we didn't know that it revolved around other heavy bodies. It comes from the time we knew nothing. It's our first and therefore our worst explanation and it burdens us. It burdens us to this day with that terrible legacy, with that that heritage of ignorance and fear and cruelty and stupidity that is so much celebrated in the holy books uh, that have become themselves such a burden and such a threat. Um, in our lives today. Um, And this still shows. Uh, To to elaborate a little on the challenge I just made about the relationship between religion and immorality, wickedness, evil behavior, I think you you will find that the genital mutilation community is almost entirely religious, that the suicide-murder community is almost entirely religious, that the decision to teach students stultifying nonsense about creationism instead of evolution as the, in the biology lesson, is entirely uh, a, a theocratic uh, community, And that though the secular and atheist communities are not free from blemish or wickedness of their own, that crimes that occur in all cultures, such as ethnic cleansing, uh, for example, or virulent forms of nationalism and racism, find that religion is a tremendous force multiplier when they do break out, a great intensifier of Such things and again, I won't because I only have the, res- the residue of my seven minutes I won't bore you with giving the examples. I know I only have one um, I, I, I Notice well, I'll, I'll close then and simply say that In order to believe any of this You have to believe the following that our species 75,000 years old in archaeological terms. That's when the first traces show up 100,000 years old for sure Francis Collins and Richard Dawkins all agree on that. It's not less than 100, it could be as many as 200,000 or quarter of a million years old. You'd have to believe, you have to believe to be religious now, that for the first, if we give it 100, that's the round figure, for the first 95,000 years or so, people are born, die, probably having lived about 20, 25 years. Most of their children will die younger than that. In horrible ways, probably of their teeth or of diseases they can't give a name to. But the struggle goes on, painful, agonizing, um, and full of fear, and full of panic, and ignorance, and superstition, and disease. But slow progress is made, perhaps, and then relapses as people fight over women, fight over territory, fight over gain, fight just in order to fight. And heaven watches this. Paradise watches this. The Creator watches this for 95,000 years with folded arms and after about 5,000 years, says, it's time to intervene. Preferably by human sacrifice methods, and only in the most backward and primitive and fearful parts of the Middle East. And that will so that'll constitute revelation, and that is going to be the participation of God in human affairs. If you believe that, then you are willing, ladies and gentlemen, to believe absolutely anything, but you believe something that suggests that your creator is someone both bungling and incompetent, and at the very, very least callous, inhumanly cold, and indifferent, and at the worst, actively wicked. And I would say that human progress doesn't proceed like that, that all the indices of human progress can be measured precisely by the better tradition by which we have emancipated ourselves from the belief in a totalitarian boss and that the most the bulk of that work remains ahead of us and some of it can be done even this evening thank you